wake up and get out of bed Don't delay your sleepy head Grab a seat on the couch Listen to what we're talking about In a Saturday morning pajamas Hello and welcome, pour yourself a bowl of cereal Grab a spot on the couch and join us in our Saturday morning pajamas I'm your host, Jax, and today we've got a great show for you. We are going to have a little on-the-road discussion with Jax and AJ about the semi-recent adult cartoon release of Sausage Party. We're going to talk about Jackie's latest television binge obsession, Fox's Scream Queens. And we're going to hear a couple great promos from some of our friends at the Secret Transmission Podcast, as well as the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. So, without further ado, let's get into the podcast. We're going to check out a word from our friends at Secret Transmission. Are you afraid of what goes bump in the night? Have you or your friends ever pondered a conspiracy? Do you want to know more about the unknown? If so, then put on your tinfoil hat, sit down, and pick up your computer, tablet, or phone. Go to iTunes or YouTube and search for Secret Transmission Podcast and listen to us try to explain the unexplainable. Follow us on Twitter for updates on shows. At Secret Trans Pod. That's S-E-C-R-E-T-T-R-A-N-S-P-O-D. Or you can email us suggestions at secrettransmission at hotmail.com. That's S-E-C-R-E-T-T-R-A-N-S-M-I-S-S-I-O-N at hotmail.com. I want to thank the guys at the Secret Transmission Podcast for that awesome promo. I'm grateful for them whenever they play mine, and I really hope that some of my listeners will go and check them out when we're done here. Um, moving on, let's go catch up with Jackson AJ from the past as they are on an awesome road trip for car repair work, of course. But they're on an awesome road trip, and what better way to kill the time than not just listening, but recording a podcast. So let's hear what they have to say about Sausage Party. Hello, welcome back. My name's AJ. I'm Jax. And we're going to sit here and we're going to talk about Sausage Party today. Mmm, sausage. Yes, tasty, tasty sausage. And that's about, you know, that's a lot of that movie, is this movie, Innuendo. Um, a lot? Okay, so, oh, quite a bit. I'm like, on the cornerstones of the building blocks for this movie... It's innuendo, 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 Seth Rogen giving innuendos. And don't forget, since it's Seth Rogen, uh, pot joke. Oh, yeah. So, here, here's the thing. We've had a lot of very good animated movies this year. Some of them are a lot better than the, other, and the, than the others. This one, uh, I mean, it, it does a lot of good things, and in this movie... It does what a lot of early Pixar movies did to try and, you know, come up with stories. You know, what if toys had feelings? What if cars had feelings? What if bugs had feelings? What if feelings had feelings? Exactly. So this movie takes, you know, takes the idea, what if food had feelings? And then it gets, since it's Seth Rogen, gives it that little extra oomph of what if food had feelings and wanted to fuck. So that is Sausage Party. Um, it... We'll go, we're going to go ahead and go more into this, but I mean, if you want to stop here, that's pretty much all you need to know if you don't want to spoil it for you. Yep. Um, we are going to, we're not going to give away all the little jokes and stuff that make it enjoyable, because I did find it enjoyable, mm-hmm. 
do I think it is a see it twice in the theater movie? No. Do I think, and for someone who does see movies multiple times, theater or DVD, is it a see it twice, see it twice outside a theater, maybe see it on DVD, once in a blue moon? Yeah. This is going to be more of an experience. This is going to be a movie for a group of friends. Yeah. This will be that movie you throw on while you're having a party. Yes. A lame party, but a party like the ones my friends and I threw. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, it'll be essentially that that party. Oh, we're edgy. We're high schoolers. We're, we're going to throw on this R-rated movie comedy. Ooh. No, yeah. you're not talking about high schoolers anymore, hon. Now you're talking about 12-year-olds. Oh, right, 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 right. I, so, first off, we, we already give you the premise. What if food had feelings and wanted to fuck? Mm-hmm. More in-depth version is... You see it from the commercials. A hot dog wants to, you know, be with the bun. Somewhat, people, uh, humans come and they take them home. Um, in this movie, all the food thinks we're gods, as they should. Um, but they don't know the truth. They think they're going to, they're thinking they're giving, getting 70 virgins. When really, they're getting, you know, Satan's armpit. Yeah. They, I, it goes as well as you think it would be. I mean... Everyone, everyone thinks they're going off to their own personal heaven, and then, you know, all of a sudden, you re- you realize, oh wait, this isn't right. This is just our our brutal slaughter. And they show that in the in the friggin' trailer. Yep. With you know the potatoes singing, oh Danny boy. And then getting his skin fucking cut off. Yeah. So. so and that's the premise. So now we're gonna go into a little bit of bits and pieces. So. One thing, like I said before, there's a lot of innuendos. And oh, yeah. Just, this movie is almost pure innuendo. It's like Seth Rogen got all the writers in a room, got them all high. Yep. Shocking. Uh, had one person who could actually write, write coherent notes and just write down shit. And you know what? I'd say a good 50 to 75% of the jokes do land. Oh, yeah. The, they're, they're, it, the most of the jokes land. Yeah. So 75% land. Um, the other 25 either don't necessarily land because they're not funny. Maybe you have to be in a certain altered state of mind. Or maybe there's just, it's near, it's gotten over halfway through the movie. And it's just rehashing some of the same old puns. And here's something really interesting about this movie. This doesn't happen to me a lot in movies. But this movie itself is actually a fairly short movie. It's only an hour and a half long, actual running time. It feels longer. It feels a lot longer. And, you know, I, I still enjoyed it, but it's... Uh, the movie kind of felt like it drug on. So, I think, because we have a few different locations. Um, contrary to what the trailer lets you believe, most of the movie takes place in the grocery store, but we also have a couple people's different homes. Um, there's a little bit outside, so there's a few different locations. And I think it's because it's not... On one hand, it's, it's kind of predictable what's going to happen at the end. On the other hand, they do some things where you're just... Parts of the story where you're like, oh, that's what they did. Yep. And so since it's it's a little bit... It's unpredictable, it makes it feel a little bit longer. Right. Because you're sitting there on the edge of your seat waiting to see what happens. Um, I think that's the best way to describe it, at least. Yeah, I, I would say so. I mean, generally... There's a lot of really great jokes in here for, you know, I mean, this movie is made for adults only. This is the James Hunt Bob generation. We grew up with them, and now we've graduated to Seth Rogen. Yeah. 
And, you know, it's... You know, I've seen worse. I've seen worse comedies. I mean, look at all the, you know, all the sequels to the epic movie, scary movie. Action and all movie, the, date movie. Exactly. Ooh, ooh, Those are all awful. This one? Okay, you know what? I... It, it, it's a decent movie. It actually made got a few chuckles out of me. Yeah, I'm. Was it money well spent? Absolutely. Yeah. Because it was because I enjoyed myself. Yep. Um, I do like how some of the characters are very creative. Um, Sama Hayek plays a taco. Kristen Wiig plays a bun. Um, Let's not forget Sama Hayek plays a lesbian taco. Yeah. 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 I, I, I don't know how I feel about that, mainly just because, like, okay, here's your character, you're a lesbian, act like a stereotypical lesbian, we're going to show no other forms of sexuality except you being a lesbian and heterosexual. That's it. Yep. And we're going to overdo the lesbian things, and so we're going to give all the gay jokes to you, and that's only going to be your character, so it's just going to become, like, oh, she said something witty about being with another girl, ooh. Oh, look, it's something about eating a box or some such garbage. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, they gave it, a few other characters. It's a lesbian written by 12-year-olds. That's what it is. Yeah. Or uh, that Jay, whatever his last name is. Bro. Jason Muse? No, Jay. Bro. Oh. The kid from, um, this is the end, the whiny one. Oh, oh, Hiccup. Oh. Get him yeah, yeah. Hiccup in How to Turn Because yeah. he looks like he's 12. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, some things, though, I did really, I, I found interesting were there were quite a few they did the South Park thing where we're gonna mock religion but we're gonna mock all religions yep and so there was a there was a joke about how the sauerkraut German sauerkraut wanted the juice out of the aisle they wanted to get rid of the juice they wanted it near the barbecue supplies horrible no, no, joke no, no, no. he didn't get the juice near the barbecue supplies he got the bagels moved out of their aisle to the barbecue supplies. Yeah, there we go. They made there was something about the juice. Just and the German shark right. Yeah. So horrible joke. Guess what? I am technically Jewish. Uh my mother's Jewish. So I look like a really big racist idiot in the theater because I'm cracking up. <laughs> yeah. But then there was um Lavash, who is from uh some Middle Eastern. I still don't know what the okay. hell it is. Yeah, oh no. So here they were they okay. There was two characters in the movie. There's uh, Sammy Bagel Jr. Yes, and Lavash, and they are obviously a um, Israeli a, and a, yeah, an allegory to Israel-Pakistan relations. Palestine, yeah. Palestine, uh, sorry. Yeah, and, and they're in the aisle together, <coughs> and but they have they throw that bit in. Uh, then they there's the Mexican food aisle. There's Oh, the, the alcohol aisle. That that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, did they go down the Asian food aisle? They they gave a glimpse of it. They didn't real. They like kind of walked through Chinatown. Oh, okay. Essentially. Yeah. So, but so they kind of like they did the South Park thing where like we just mock every religion, every race, and it is twelve year old writing because like it's funny to mock people that are different. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what it was too, and it's it's. They could have done so much better. They could have, but... And and then... But there were still some really good, interesting twists. Yeah. One thing to let you know, this movie can be fucking gruesome. Oh, 
totally. The decapitations. Oh. I'm not saying who gets decapitated, and it's not who you think it is. Um, then there's the, that happens, and then there's all the the douche. There is an actual douche. Yep. And he is a douche. He, he is. He he suck. He he's. He gets juiced. He drinks from a juice box, and then he gets all like roid ragey and. Yep. Like but, I said, he gets juiced. Yeah. So you know, and so there's it's not just food characters, and there's some human characters. And, yeah. But yeah, it's it's one of those things. It's just, it, if you're in an altered state of mind, you might really fucking love this movie. Yeah. If you're not and you're somewhat go. intelligent, you can get some really good, really good chuckles out of this. But a lot of it's gonna kind of make you go, uh, this is really kind of infantile. Yeah. I mean, I got my money's worth. I was entertained. Yeah. Um, and I just thought. About something else that's going on too. There's some controversy about how the artist and everybody was paid, because apparently where they did the animation, it's not um, you can have someone work overtime and not pay them for it. That's how most animation studios work. But they basically said if you don't want to do this, fine. They fired them and then they took their names off the film. And yep. so now you spent like three, four, six, twelve months of your life working on this project. And they that they fire you, and now you have a blank spot on your resume because you have no proof you did this. Yeah. So that's hurting people's. You know, it's it's not illegal, but morality yeah, wise, well should be. Morality wise, it has a few quirks. So for that reason, I'm just kind of. Eh. Um, if there's anything good that comes out of this, is I'm hoping it does shine more light on the we're gonna make you work 12, 14, 15 hours a day not pay you any extra, treat you like slaves, and then we're not going to even give you credit for your work. Well, and the worst part about it is that's, like I said, that's kind of how the animation field is run. Right. Because it's run by people who love to animate. And they can, and a lot of uh, the higher-ups who run these animation studios feel they can do that. Yeah. Well, because they, because, you know, hey, you've got about a million other people who want to become animators. You know, but that's kind of the problem with uh, with a lot of jobs too. Is you don't want this? Here, there's the door. Here's someone who can do it, who's willing to do you know who's do, do it, it. Do it for cheaper and do it for longer. That's how they get the topless dancers in Vegas. You know, the like you don't want to show your tits. That's okay. There's the door, honey. We got someone new, and it's like yep. You you know you it, it can be for your morals. It can be your comfort level. It's you know it's the way things are. I'm not saying that's how they should be, which is why I said if anything good comes of it. Exposing this idea to more people might get some change. I don't, I'm not that hopeful it will. I, I hope it would, but, but eh. yeah, I hope it will. But I'm not. I'm not you, placing you any bets. It, yeah, you hope it will, but let's not go expecting anything to actually happen. Yeah. So, final thoughts. Uh, give it a shot if you want to. If you like infantile, stupid humor, you're at least going to get some enjoyment out of this movie. Out of this movie. If you liked This is the End or... Um, but to be fair, I loved This is the me End. Me too. And, my, and I still it, was eh about this. Yeah. It has a lot of the same... Um, it just goes a little bit further. Yeah. And so... But if you like This is the... If you did not like This is the End, probably not going to like this. If, you, if you're a fan of Kevin Smith and Seth Rogen, definitely go give this a shot. If... You just do not like them at all. One, why even, you know, one, 
I'm surprised you're still listening, but two, you know what? Don't. You don't like it. Don't like it. And, you know, and the thing is, if you have any comments about us, you know, go ahead and leave us leave us a comment. If you want to leave us a scathing review, hey, we're just trying to prevent you from seeing a bad movie. So, hey, fuck me, right? Yeah. So, you want to see it? You want to see it. If you don't want to see it, you know, because guess what? We're talking about a movie at our personal experience, and yours may differ, yep. as the little phrasing at the end of every movie says. <coughs> so, your mileage may vary. Yep. Um, I think... Sorry, we're driving, and someone's trying to point out shiny stuff to me. <laughs> um, so, oh, Ghost Pokemon. Yeah, no, I'm recording. I'm not playing Pokemon Go. Now, <clears throat> anyways. I okay, that's not what I was mimicking, but sure. It wasn't the angry ghost. No. What was it? The T Rex that we just passed by. There was a T Rex. Yeah, there was a couple of them. That's why I was pointing them out to you. All I saw was the big fountains. Yeah, there was two, like, big brass T-Rexes in that, in there. Okay, so to, so here's the question for today's episode. Do you think our landlord will allow us to put a big brass T-Rex in front of our apartment building? <laughs> Let us know in the comments at nonoms.net. Maybe we can convince them to less. Alright, so uh, let's go back to present time, Jax, and catch you on the flip side. See you later. Thanks to Jaxie and the Pasty for talking about the nasty and AJ as well. <laughs> I hope you all will consider what we said when deciding whether or not you want to check out Sausage Party and if it's your thing or not. Um, I will have a link at the blog post at nonoms.net if you want to find out more information about the movie. Let's go on and take a listen to a little promo from our friend Jeff over at the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast and just see what he has to say to all my lovely listeners. Do you ever watch Kung Fu? I love Kung Fu. If you love Kung Fu, join me on the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast, a weekly show where we discuss, debate, and dissect Kung Fu and martial arts movies past, present, and future. Available now on iTunes and Google Play Music. You can find me on social media on Twitter and Instagram at Kung Fu Drive-In, the Facebook page Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast, or our blog, KungFuDriving.com. Just remember, your Kung Fu may be good, but mine is better. I know Kung Fu. Thank you, Jeff, at the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast for telling my listeners a little bit about why they should check out your show. Again, just like our earlier little promo from Secret Transmission, if you're not a fan, Maybe you might become one. Never know. I urge you all to go check them out at iTunes. I will have a link as well at the blog post at nonoms.net. Moving on, we're going to go to a segment I like to call Binge Watch. And this is where we're going to talk about what shows I'm currently binge watching on TV. You know, Netflix, Hulu, On Demand, what have you. Mumpy and all the time things since you know I do have other stuff going on. But from time to time, I like to relax or just have the TV on the background. I figure... Why not share some insights with some of my fans, let them know what's going on, and maybe see if they might enjoy the show as well. So let's check in with Jax from the 20 minute ago past, or however long ago it was this evening, <laughs> when I record this, and I'm going to talk about my latest obsession, the TV show Scream Cream. I can talk, I swear. It's not like it's 2 in the morning. <laughs> let's check out Scream Queens with Jax. 
As of late, a new television series has appeared on my radar and slowly weaseled its way into my TV binge rotation. This television series is one which first premiered last year, uh, right around this time, I'm referring to Fox's Scream Queens. Now, I really wasn't watching this at first. I mean, I heard about it and I did try to watch it, but the pilot was just so hard for me to get through. I mean, the main character they focused on for the majority of the pilot, I couldn't stand. And it was just something where, no, we're, we're not dealing with this. I'll, I'll shut down, pause, stop, watch something else. But I would come back. Sometimes Hulu would let me pick up where I left off. Other times it was just rewatching parts. But eventually, oh yes, eventually after three or four tries, I managed to withstand the urge to just shut Chanel, number one, Chanel Oberlin off and make my way through the episode. And you know what? By the end of the episode, I was kind of intrigued. By the end of episode two, though, I was hooked. So I'm here today to talk a little bit about the show so far. Um, just warn, there are going to be some spoilers. Not going to go into too many details, mainly because I'm only seven episodes in and I kind of forgot to take notes because I didn't get this idea to talk about it on the podcast until like an hour or two ago. <laughs> it's now 1 30 in the morning so yeah i'm really not into going to rewatch everything and take notes right now because i kind of want to still enjoy the series and not make it too much work um but i'm gonna give a brief rundown so if this is a series that you haven't watched yet and you really don't want to be spoiled or you're anywhere at the seventh episode or less of the first season maybe give this a pause go watch those come back listen later um, I don't want to spoil this for anyone who doesn't want to be spoiled. So there's your fair warning. <laughs> um, but yeah, I could have sworn I had more I wanted to say beginning here. But let's stop babbling. Let's let the sugar and caffeine rush I'm currently on get us to work. <laughs> Alright, so as I mentioned, the pilot episode just took me forever to get through. Um, that's because the main character, Chanel, uh, played by Emma Roberts, she is just such a heinous bitch. Oh my god, like, I, I, I blame this craze on the social network, because that's why I noticed it's starting, where you hated just everyone in the damn film. So I'm, you know, you, no one was redeemable. And I've seen it happen again. Um, AJ and I recently watched Attack the Block. He hated everybody, and the people he did like, huh, spoiler there, they kind of got killed by aliens. I, I think they're aliens, they look like giant dog gorilla things, but whatever. Point being... You gotta give me some people redeemable because if it's just all nasty people I don't want to watch. If it's not, you know, you have to be damn interesting. And even then, it's a race against, let me find something else that's on. <laughs> uh, so, but but by the time I got to the end of the episode, things were redeemable. Mainly because Chanel wasn't the main character, wasn't all they were focusing on by that point. And they kind of worked it, uh, since the pot, they've gotten things worked out where... It's more of an ensemble cast. I mean, she's still a main character, no doubt about that. But there's different things going on, so it's not just the focus on her. Um, some of you may be going, what the hell are you talking about? Who's Chanel? What's going on? <laughs> okay, then. Let me back up here, and I can give you a little bit more about what the show's about. Basically, there's this college campus that a ser- and I don't run the other college because that's not something I paid attention to apparently <laughs> and I'm really trying not to go Wikipedia and just read the entire page on this podcast <laughs> but basically there's a serial killer and he's targeting members of the Kappa Kappa Tau sorority in the year 2015 the year is important 
Um, and I'll get to that in just a, a little bit. Um, but basically he's picking people off and torturing them. Psychological torture, actual torture, killing-ish. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's go a little bit more about where our characters are. So we have the dean of the school, which is played by Jamie Lee Curtis. So kudos to her because, you know, she was great in Halloween. And this seems less like she's riding the coattails of the Scream series. And just that she's been a really good actress for this role. Because she is actually in the, she's in every episode. So it's not where we just called in a big name to be here for five seconds. Then we have the president of the sorority. Uh, and that's played by, that's Chanel, played by Emma Roberts. She's like the queen bitch. You know, you do whatever she wants. She has no heart, but people love her. Uh, yeah, I can't really see much more. Um, actually, her character kind of reminds me a bit of her character from American Horror Story Season 3, Coven, where she was just ultra bitch. Then we have her minions. Um, I don't know their real names, but she refers to them as Shinama number 2, Shinama number 3, and Shinama number 5. I don't remember where Chanel number four went. Um, like, I did look at the IMDb page just to double check some people's names. And I it didn't mention her, so I'm guessing either there wasn't one or she got knocked off in the first episode, so no one cares. But yeah, so her minions are basically the ones that follow her around. Again, think Mean Girls, uh, the plastics, that's basically what you got, just richer and skinnier and bitchier. Um, Ariana Grande plays Chanel number two. Billy Lord plays Chanel number three. If you don't know who she is, I wasn't too sure either, but apparently she was in Star Wars The Force Awakens and she's going to be in Rogue One Star Wars Story. So she has some good, like, you know, geek nerd cred there. Awesome. Uh, and then Chanel number five is played by Abigail Breslin. Uh, you may remember, may remember I spoke about another one of her more adult roles in The Final, in fin the final Girl. Uh, that was some episodes ago. Um, this is number one for adult roles, and I think, you know, she's doing really well. She's she's aged pretty well from being just the kid actor to doing teenage roles. Um, and I'm really hoping she continues to grow grow and trans uh, transitions into adult roles. So, yay for her. Alright, so those are our main, so the Chanel's and the Dean are our main people. Alright, so beginning of the series, first pilot episode. Basically, what we have going on is... Let's see here. Look at my notes. I, to take, I took notes about what I remembered. <laughs> in the first part, in the part episode, we basically, we meet the school, we meet the sorority. And we find out that it's pledge week, school year starting. And so we have some pledges. And, you know, the, uh, the uh, Chanel's want to choose cream of the crop, the, you know, the ones that make them look the best. But, oh no, because of some shenanigans the girls have pulled, the dean has said they now have to accept Every pledge, everyone who pledges them. And for whatever reason, no one like them pledges. It is just, it is, uh, the rejects, I guess you'd say. Uh, for the most part, some of them are normal, but you have, like, your every girls, which is, play we have this girl, Grace. She's kind of like our main character because we follow her a lot. Um, her and Chanel, I think, have, it seems to me, have the most screen time. Um... And her main story arc is she she wants to join the sorority because her mother was a Kappa and her mother died when she was little. So she's hoping to have that sisterhood and kind of connect with her mom. We have Zayday, who's played by Kiki Palmer. And she's just 
she wants to go places, she wants to be things. So she's um she's basically gonna be our rival for Chanel since in later episodes she actually challenges Chanel for the presidency at Kappa. We also have this girl named Jennifer. She's a candle vlogger. Think like beauty vloggers, except talking about candles. Yeah. Um, then we have Sam. And Sam really is... I think part of the reason Sam is there, kind of like Jennifer actually, is just because they need to have more characters. Because now I mentioned the Chanel's, those are the only sorority members. Those girls right there. Like, before the pledges come in, those are the only other members. So, I'm kind of curious. Where's everyone else? And is that why we're padding the pledges with people who don't get that much screen time? Uh, so, Sam is, like, a step above. She's kind of like that person who's in the background of a lot of scenes, but you really don't talk to, but she's there. Um, but her role is basically token lesbian, and we need more disposable characters. <laughs> we also have the pledge uh, Hester, played by Leah Michelle. You remember her from Glee. Her story arc is going to be that she's the ugly duckling. She has, like, some scoliosis brace thing, braces, all this stuff. But she wants to be beautiful. So I'm calling her the ugly duckling because, spoiler, something happens to her later on when she gets a makeover because girls love giving makeovers. Ah. Um, and I believe that's it. So let's just say Hester, Zayday, Grace, Jennifer, Sam. I swear, I think there was someone else. Oh, there was also a deaf girl, but, like, she gets killed in, like, episode two. So, you know, I didn't really remember her. Um, but, yeah, so those are the girls who are pledging in the sorority. And, really, the plot how it's just to introduce the two Chanel is, being queen bitch. And who the girls are that are pledging the sorority. And what's going on there. And then they set up a little bit of rivalry. Rival. Tension. I can talk. A little bit of tension between the Dean and Chanel. The best part, um, best part of this episode is at the very beginning, we open up with a with a party that was being held at Kappa in 1995, which was 20 years ago. It was not 20 years ago. I'm not that old. Um, <laughs> uh, but there was a party where one of the Kappa sisters actually didn't realize she was pregnant and gave birth in the bathtub upstairs. Uh, the main bitch at that time found out and was like, listen, how dare you do this at my party? Oh my God, you can't let anyone see you because you're nasty. I need to go downstairs because they're about to play my song. You know, Waterfalls is going to come on by TLC. Don't go chasing. Okay, it's one thirty in the morning. I can't sing. So pretend that you heard the song the correct way. <laughs> and so she left her there. And the girl, when they came back, her and the other little, her minions, that the girl, the pregnant girl was dead. So, and then somehow the Dean shows up and, uh, or, or no, the Dean showed up, a little, no, they showed the part of the Dean a little, in a different episode, but basically they don't know what they're going to do, but now there's a baby that's born, that's alive and what's going to happen. So that's the highlight of the episode. That's the main part to watch. It's the beginning of it, very beginning of the episode. Again, this was the really hard one to get through since it's focused on Chanel so much, but if you can power through it. It gets better, trust me. Alright, so then we go to episode 2, which is Hell Week. Um, you know how hazing's been outlawed, so of course we have a lot of hazing. Um, I think there was like mayonnaise shots Chanel was making the girls do. And then there was something that involved lawn. Uh, being buried up to your neck in the lawn, which considering the grass was completely undisturbed around the girls, 
thousand needle trick. Um, but this is where things get interesting because someone dies. Uh, someone died in the first episode, but I forget. Well, a couple of people died, but I forget who the important one was. So, <laughs> basically, the deaf girl gets knocked off in this episode because someone reads a lawn over her head. Yeah, I know. I said there was a few spoilers. Uh, the guy who did this was in a Red Devil costume, which sets us up with the name of the killer as the Red Devil Killer. Um, this would be a really great eat way to catch the guy. Just look for someone with the costume. Oh, did I mention that the school's mascot were the Red Devils? Yeah, convenient, I know. So, can't catch him there. Uh, I'm sure more happened in that episode, but I, yeah. Moving on to episode three. <laughs> this one's called Chainsaw. And basically, this is the one where has, uh, Chanel realizes that most of the campus is avoiding the girls of Kappa Kappa Tau because of all the murders and how it seems like anyone who is friends with, is a member of, or sleeps with a member of a Kappa is getting knocked off. And with the loss of the fact that she had to accept everyone, Chanel is worried that she's not going to be popular enough to fulfill her dream of becoming some some TV anchor woman or something or other. Uh, I forget the exact term she used. So, she decides she's going to give Hester a makeover. Yay! Um, and it's also a way to, you know, it's also, besides be making the house seem less lame, it's a way to get another minion. And she, Hester becomes Chanel number six. Let's see. Um, some people die thanks to a chainsaw. Like, say there's a really cool scene where this guy gets his arms chopped off. He doesn't die. No, no, no. He doesn't die. He dies later, but not this episode. But it's like, ooh, blood and guts. I can't even see it's a PG-13 movie, but I can watch it on Fox. Okay, MPAA, you guys are doing a great job. <laughs> so, let's see here. Oh, also this episode, there is a security guard, which the school hired a private security firm. And the security guard in this episode is kind of thinking Zayday's the killer for, like, totally circumstantial reasons. Like... I don't even remember, but they were just, they were, they were circumstantial. I mean, you could twist it either way, because it depends who's telling the truth here, but. So we, we now have that tension between Zayday and the, um, security lady. Alright, so the episode four, um, and, oh, I think it was at the end, is it at the end of episode three, or beginning of episode four, Zayday has started her can't to see, can't, has started to run for president of Kappa. She's not a full-fledged member, so I'm not too sure how all that works, but she thinks that by throwing a rager uh, at having a hot house Halloween party, and with it for a good cause, that will help her swing votes her way, which great idea and all that, but she's not the first one to show up at the party. Others are, and <laughs> the dead bodies that have been piling up are all scattered around the house. Now, the people who go there are thinking like, oh, this is awesome cool, they're, you know, you know, this is great decorations. They don't, they're not listening when they're trying to tell them these are real dead bodies. So, that kind of has some issues. In addition, there was some, um, Zayday goes missing for a bit. I don't think she shows up till the next episode. Uh, so she's kind of lost for a while. Uh, she's cool though, she's still alive. Um, but yeah. So I said she's interesting. Episode 5 would be Chanel's response, or Chanel's version of the Rager, where she's throwing a haunted pumpkin patch, including a uh, replica of the maze from The Shining. Um, 
it doesn't go so well because the dean put on a curfew, but other stuff happened and people still died at, people still went to the hot house, not hot house, to Pumpkin Patch and they died. <laughs> uh, episode six, and uh, this one out seven minutes in hell. Basically, oh, I think at the end of episode five, there was the election for Kappa president and it was actually a tie. So Chanel and Zayday are co-presidents now. Cool. So episode six, the girls work together and Zayday and Grace they decide, why don't we have a slumber party for the Kappas and we'll play truth or dare because that's the best way to get secrets out and maybe we'll find out who the killer is. Oh yeah, so I should probably mention this whole time I'm talking about other stuff. The That's all like considered like A plot. The B plot is that Grace is going around trying to find out what happened with the baby 20 years ago. She thinks she might be the baby or the killer might be the baby. She's trying to find out what happened to the baby. She's doing all this research, all this sleuthing with her friend, Pete. I don't know, they like made out once and then they're kind of always together, but I don't think they're dating yet. Or You have to have the romantic subplot because apparently no one's gonna watch it if we don't. So that's what Grace has been going on. But so that's how we end up with the idea for the seven minutes uh, for the truth or dare. Killer shows up, but then the girls forget about him. And then the guy, sorority, the fraternity, they show up and they end up having a dance party and then playing seven minutes in heaven and then someone dies. Um, yeah, that one's kind of all the place. <laughs> and then we have episode seven, which is called Beware of Young Girls. And basically we find out this one gives us a backstory about the dean. Basically the dean was married. And then her husband, who was a teach, uh, professor of Beatles music, can I take that course? He was, he started dating a co-ed and he actually left the dean for the girl. Well, he gets killed and the, uh, the mistress goes to jail for this. And she totally was the one who did this. Except no, it was someone else. Um... Watch episode five who. <laughs> so we find out some stuff. So we get a little backstory about how evil the dean is. It was the dean who killed her. Fine. I'll tell you who it was. Dean did it and she framed. She managed to frame this girl really well. She actually started the plan some years before. So she. She's a conniving bitch. And you know. Already had the feeling that she was had ulterior motives to everything. But this kind of just gives us more information about who the dean was. Um, we also find out a little bit more information about who the killer could be. And that is, oh God, I've been talking for like almost 20 minutes now. <laughs> Sorry, just looked at the timer on my recording. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at right now. So that's another episode seven. Um, I'm hoping to get through the next five episodes this weekend, maybe-ish. And then I'm really hoping that next week on September 20th, when season two premieres, that it will go right onto Hulu um, because then I can just continue watching. Yay! Uh, I've had have issues with things like looking at you American Horror Story season five you have not shown up on Hulu yet and season six just started so I don't have that fix and I want to get my fix and I've given up on Freak Show but I don't want to give up on the series so I really really like to see Hotel and Roanoke so you know I did hear a rumor that your season five is coming to Netflix I believe in October so come on give me a good birthday present show up for me <laughs> um so now I round a bit about this and that and show and basics. 
I'm gonna give you my overall thoughts. I think it's enjoyable. Uh, I think the story really the story the story does have me intrigued. This is not one of those series where I have to stop what I'm doing to pay attention to, just because a lot of the people annoy me, so I really just don't want to pay attention to them. But you know, I have that remote next to me, so I can always pause and back up and see like what I missed if something does happen. Uh, but it, it keeps my interest pretty well. Uh, if you haven't seen this, I've spoiled a bunch. You know what? There's a lot I left out. I think you should definitely check it out. Um, right now, it's streaming on Hulu. I don't. It's not on Netflix yet because I believe Netflix it has to be on DVD first uh, or Blu-ray. Um, but definitely check it out. I know if you have cable, there is a good chance the FX app is streaming it. I cannot get to work for me. And I have a friend who I thought have FX, but she's not able to see it on her app either. So, actually, she's not able to even use the FX app. It's being bitchy to her. Says she hasn't subscribed to it. I'm like, she has, like, all the channels. Why does she not have this? But, whatever. Um, but, yeah, so definitely check this out. Um, I'm going to have some details at the blog post at nonoms.net just about the series and some links and stuff. So, you can check it out if you want. Uh, do you like this segment? I'm thinking of doing more of these, so let me know in the comments. Or if there's a TV show you think I should binge, please let me know as well down in the nonoms.net comments. Um, but let's go back to Jaxi in the present, because I'm totally going to record that part in just like a few hours. Um, but details. <laughs> let's go back to Jaxi in the present to, you know, move on with this little episode of ours. So, yeah. Here you, Jax. Well, my lovelies, it's about that time. Yes, it's time for another episode of Saturday Morning Pajamas to come to an end. I know, tear, tear, sad, sad. But don't worry, we will be back next week with a brand new episode. Um, what's it going to be about? Well, I haven't gotten that far yet. But don't you worry, it will be good. And if you have any comments, suggestions, anything you want to hear, let me know in a comment at the blog post on nonoms.net. While you're there, you can get a little bit of information about the movie and TV show we talked about today, as well as links to our friends um, pod, um, that we heard from. The promos. Yes, that's what they're called. <laughs> I swear, having donuts and caffeine at midnight is not good for recording and actually having a non-ADD moment. <laughs> but yes, you can hear from, you can find links to Secret Transmission Podcast as well as the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast at the blog post on You also find a link to a free 30-day Audible trial. AudibleTrial.com slash SMP is where you want to go. That link's on the blog post as well. You get 30 free day trial, includes a free audiobook from Audible, and once you cancel, it's still yours to keep. So, you know, if you don't like it, go still get a book. If you like it, keep on going. It's yours. I do want to give a shout-out to all my friends listening on Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn, Radio. Y'all are what makes this work. Everyone else, y'all help as well, but I want to give a special shout-out to some people. Um, and, oh yes, if you like this show even a little bit, why not consider becoming a patron? Every dollar helps. Check out the tip jar at nonoms.net and select your form of tip. You know, if you want to use Patreon or Podbean, we take tips from both. <laughs> uh, once again, this is Jax, and I thank you for listening, and I will see you all next week for another Saturday morning pajamas. Bye! <laughs>